Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. There was your damn boom. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Um, I will tell you right now, I'm a little annoyed today. I may be a little ornery. Um, I might cuss extra much. But, you know, hey, what do you do about that? Um, first, I want to play something for you. And Stefan is not here. I was going to ask Stefan for permission to play this first. But, Stefan, you're not here. But, really, I said, hey, Stefan, can I play this? And you didn't say no. So I take that as a yes. I don't like vapors. The goal really still needs to be protecting our youth at all costs. I urge you to amend this ordinance and remove the inclusion of vapor products. Please address the mayor. and I would hate to see its promise wasted because of misinformation by the very public health authorities who should be in the vanguard of reducing the harm from cigarettes. Uh, Are we going to list... Uh, acceptable flavors. Yeah, the council's just doing this because they don't like the F that we received. No, I don't care if we have an A, B, C, D, or an F. But where I do have the problem, and it's with vapors. I don't like vapors. I'm okay with the cigars and then a total ban on vapors. Excuse me, Mayor. Some members in the audience are having a difficult time hearing. I don't like vapors. Are we... So we're doing a complete... Ban of vapors? Yes. 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 I support that. And I would also support uh, banning vapors. If we were talking about Cheetos and hot dogs, I tell you, I would be an expert. Really. I urge you to amend this ordinance and remove the inclusion of vapor products. I don't like vapors. I don't like vapors. I'm okay with the cigars. I don't like vapors. What that was, ladies and gentlemen, that was, <laughs> that is, I'll, I'll give you the link. I will give you the link. Um, this is from a remix from the Sonoma Count City Council meeting that happened in California. And yeah, that was the mayor, the mayor of this town that said he just doesn't like vapors. He's okay with cigars. Fucking moron. Fucking moron. I'm telling you, idiots abound. Really, guys, idiots abound. Um, so, yeah, that that's, you know, part of the thing. I'm telling you, I am wound for sound today. I am just all kinds of pissed off. Okay? <laughs> today is not a good day. Um, if, if you guys like laughing when Jeannie K is pissed, this is your day. And I just referred to myself in the third person. How fucked up was that? Okay, um, we're going to stop doing that. So, the CASA call to action. There is a very important call to action that CASA has out. And because I don't think people are reading this call to action, I'm going to read it for you. Ed the Green, sorry, you're trapped in your car. Pay attention. No, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Ed hangs out with two huge 
advocates. So he's already heard this, but he's captive in his car, so he has to listen to it yet again. <laughs> and Ed is now in his car going, Damn it, Dagger. Damn it, Dane. Damn it, Genie. Well, get over it. In December of 2014, the FDA held its first of a series of workshops in which experts, and that is in quotes, the word experts, are invited to inform them about the physical characteristics of e-cigarettes. It should be no surprise that the people who were granted time to speak were largely non-experts and that consumer representatives were closed out of this meeting. This is now your opportunity to help remedy that. If you watch the workshop, you know that we are talking about it. If you did not, all you need to know is that the FDA sought the opinion of people who presented information at about the level you might see in a magazine article on e-cigarettes. You can read the transcripts and view the workshop here. I will copy and paste this link into chat for all of you lovely folks to... <clears throat> listen to later um it won't make you happy please note that the comments we are asking you to submit are for the first workshop december 10 11 2014 the second fda workshop last week was much the same the speakers were somewhat more expert but still should have learned a lot from a consumer representative and yet our application to include casa experts on the program was refused we will have an opportunity to comment on that meeting later. FDA claims that these workshops have nothing to do with their decision about whether and how to impose the deeming regulations and are only to inform the eventual regulation. But it is ridiculous. Whatever information flows now will obviously affect both. The good news is that consumers and other experts on e-cigarettes have an opportunity to comment on this matter. We know that the vaping community, which includes everyone from small manufacturers to DIY, DIY modders to consumers who make themselves expert on the hardware or liquid, has more collective expertise than the FDA and their supposed experts. We need to collect examples. First, please try to recall your favorite writing on the relevant topics from threads on ECF or other forums, informative blog posts by consumers, consumer advocates or vendors, how-to videos, etc. Keep in mind that the topic at hand is characteristics of e-cigarette hardware and liquid, including variations, modding options, etc. This includes product engineering, how the devices work, new innovations, how to optimize them, etc. Physics, chemistry, Toxicological effects of chemicals on health and implications of those. There are tens of thousands of great threads and posts out in the world that cover these topics, providing consumers with useful information about the products. Please make sure the material is high quality. A few bad posts on a forum thread are inevitable, of course. But keep in mind that you are demonstrating that we are more expert than their experts. Also, please do not include material that is primarily about smoking cessation or other behavioral issues. This is specifically about physical characteristics of the devices, liquids, and vapor. Second, collect all of these. Or, I'm sorry, second, collect and list all of these. And I 
fuck that up again. I can't read. Collect a list of these. There you go. At least one or two of them. And ten or a hundred if you want. Make them part of a comment. Talking points provided below. Please note, it is far better to create a PDF of the material you are referencing and upload as additional files or append it to your comment. If you just send a link, they will probably ignore it. But if you send the content, they are required by law to take the time to read it. Third, submit your comment here. The deadline for submitting these comments, people, is April the 15th of this year. So 4-15-2015 is the deadline. Casa has required and suggested, talk, suggested talking points. First thing is required. Include the following information at the very top of your comment. I am commenting on electronic cigarettes and the public health. Public workshop 79 FR 55815 September 17th 2014 docket number FDA-2014-N-00 dash 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 Describe yourself a bit. Mention if you are an e-cigarette user, how long you have been using e-cigarettes. Go ahead and mention how long ago e-cigarettes allowed you to quit smoking if that describes you. It is not relevant to this docket, as noted, but it does not hurt to remind them. As an aside note from Jeannie K, okay, I hate doing this. Okay, as an aside note to me, these people say there is no proof. We are that proof. We must make these people understand we are the proof. Hashtag, I'm proof. If you are a CASA member, please mention that to remind them that there is an organized consumer voice they should be listening to. If you are not, please go here and join. By the way, you may go to CASA.org and become a member. All of this information that I am reading to you people is on CASA.org. Okay, it's there. I'm just, I am reading their call to action to you. So if I am going too fast or if you have missed something, please feel free. Go to Kasa.org, Read this. Spam it everywhere. Okay. The material presented at this workshop would have benefited greatly from consumer input. Which, by the way, they didn't want. So let's give it to them now. This is our chance. Mention that you are commenting to call attention to some of the enormous body of knowledge and expertise that exist in the consumer community and thank them. Okay? Be sure to thank them. All right? I know we don't like it. We're really pissed about it. But thank them for taking the time to read what you submitted. Okay? Be be respectful. CASA goes as far as to um, put a sample letter in here. It says, To the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, RE, Electronic Cigarettes, and the Public Health Public Workshop 79. And the docket number and all that other stuff. 
I am a consumer writing on my own behalf. And this is where you insert your own description. I am writing to comment on electronic cigarettes and public health, public workshop, 79 FR 55815, September 17th, 2014, docket number FDA 2014 N0001. This docket follows up on a workshop you held that you held in December of 2014 that was intended to hear expert presentation about the physical and performance characteristics and variations of e-cigarettes and their toxicological and other implications. It was an it was apparent from the material presented at the workshop that the event could have greatly benefited from expertise that exists in the consumer community. Many e-cigarette consumers, like myself, watch the workshop presentations. The simplistic assessments coming from many, if not most, of these hand-picked, in quotes again, experts, were so inexpert and so clearly politically motivated that it was actually insulting. I am commenting to call attention to some of the enormous body of knowledge and expertise that exists in the consumer community. Please consider the following material that came from consumers and or small producers who are close to the consumer community. And And it goes down to list like seven examples. For convenience, I have provided copies of the content from these links as part of this comment. Once you review this material and similar material from other consumers, it should be apparent that the FDA's level of expertise and that of its supposed experts is inadequate. The FDA should be reading what is already known in the world, not trying to reinvent the wheel. The FDA should get itself up to speed on this material, which already exists, before it presumes to judge who is even expert enough to comment, let alone before it bans 99.99% of the products on the market, as it is currently proposing. Thank you for considering my comments. Okay. There you go. So, that is the call to action. And it is there, and it is real. Somebody had asked me earlier in the week, uh, my friend Lucy asked me if this was actually an available option for us. And I said, well, you know what? I don't know. I hadn't seen the cassette call to action yet. And I said, let me ask my friend Jan. Because my friend Jan is really, really smart. Sorry, I needed tea. Not only is she really, really smart, she is on the board of CASA. Um, I have met many of the members of the board of CASA. Um, there are quite a few of them that I actually consider friends of mine. Um, these people work their ass off. Contrary to popular, or not popular, contrary to loudmouth idiot bloggers that don't know what they're talking about, um, these people do not get paid The money that is donated to CASA really is put to very good use. We have the opportunity to make them hear us. That opportunity is there. We need to take the opportunity. Okay? CASA is a consumer organization. All right, CASA was not formed 
to go out and fight all these fights for us. Kassai was formed so that all of the information that we need can be given to us so that we can get off of our own asses and do something. Just because you donated $10 to Kassai doesn't mean that you get to sit back and say, Hey, okay, well, I donated. I'm done now. No, you're not done. You're not done. Kassai exists to give us the tools to help our damn selves. That's what they do. We have to make the conscious choice to protect vaping if that is is what we want to have available to us next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. Okay? Really. I don't believe that any of these organizations have ever said, we're going to go out and fight this fight for you. I really don't think any of them ever have, people. These organizations formed... To make sure the information was found and dug up. And God love Alex Clark. Alex, thank you. This man, how he can keep the amount of information and the calls to action altogether that he has is absolutely amazes me. This guy is a newlywed. I mean, he should be playing kissy face with his wife. Not writing calls to action for us. But it's what he's doing. He's chosen to do that without pay. So thank these people. Take the information that they're giving us, take the opportunities that they're making us aware that we actually have, and do something with them. Okay? Really? Here's another CASA call to action. State of Pennsylvania that I happen to be a resident of. Our new governor is a fucking moron. PA Governor Tom Wolf's proposed budget for fiscal year 2016. Has anybody heard about this? Well, let me tell you. This asshole, he does, he's not talking about banning e-cigarettes. So, you know, I mean, at least he's not talking about banning them yet. But he has proposed a 40% wholesale tax on vapor products and smokeless tobacco. It seems they have a budget shortfall. And he hopes to raise 80 plus million dollars. 80 million dollars this man hopes to raise with this 40% wholesale tax. So, now kids, tell me, is this about my safety and welfare? Or is it about the state's bottom line? That's kind of a rhetorical question, because obviously we all fucking know it's about the money. And these fools sit around 
I said, oh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's about, it's, it's, it's not about that. Well, they're lying. Obviously, it's about the money. For the state of Pennsylvania, it's $80 million, which is no small sum of money. It may be in the state of Pennsylvania's budget, but um, it's a shit ton of cash. Now, if they want to propose, so let me ask you this, okay? Here's, here's the, hmm, over that. If this is what he wants to do, how exactly do internet sales play into this? If the state of Pennsylvania wants to enforce this tax, does that mean that internet sales are going to be affected? Because as we all know, it generally does. It really does. It always comes back to the money. Always, always, always comes back to the money. How do we fight this? Well, we pay attention to the calls to action. And we write emails and we make phone calls and we send faxes. And this is the only way. Now, I have said this time and time and time again. I am not, or I was not, politically driven prior to becoming a vapor. I have been very honest about the way I voted. Prior to becoming a vapor, when it came to voting, I'd look into some people's voting records a little bit, and I voted for whatever guy lied the least. I'm not even kidding. That's how I voted. Because I figured if I at least voted for the one that lied the least, at least I knew what was coming. At least he wasn't going to sneak up behind me and go, ah, smack. Ha ha, bitch, tricked you. Oh, Margo just stuck a link. Oh, yeah. I I I will read that link. Thank you, Margo. I read that today too. Uh, the Grand Forks Herald um, published an article, and it was found all over online. Um, it was put up at four forty-five a.m. this morning by a gentleman by the name of Eric Johnson. He says there is no data to prove e-cigs reduce smoking. Okay, moron. <sighs> Grand Forks. Vaping is smoking, although the Herald's editorial board thinks otherwise. E-cigs bring benefits in smoking reduction. Editorial on page F1 of March, on March 15th. Although there is plenty of speculation, there is no significant data to support a public health benefit of e-cigarettes, and saying they are beneficial is harmful to our youth and smokers who are trying to quit. E-cigs use battery-powered electric combustion systems to put nicotine and other additives into a vapor that is inhaled, resulting in extremely efficient delivery of nicotine. The vapor is not water. It is usually a liquid from the glycol family of chemicals. Notice he likes to throw in the word chemicals. How convenient for him. Which are similar to antifreeze products. All right, you piece of shit. 
I, I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm sick to fucking death of hearing this antifreeze thing. Really, really, really. <sighs> Some ESIG companies have attracted the attention of the FDA as there are problems with contamination from toxins such as heavy metals and analyte compounds. Again, you're an idiot, dude. So, such an idiot. If you take a piece of equipment and you operate it under conditions that would never be operated under by a consumer, you will get all kinds of results that just suck. States across the country are waiting for the FDA to rule on whether or not e-cigarettes are harmful if they are tobacco products and if physicians can confidently and safely help patients quit smoking by recommending these products. I have worked in the field of tobacco-related disease cessation and research as part of my job for more than a decade and recently attended the Society for Research on Nicotine and Tobacco Meeting in Philadelphia. You know, I wonder if that was sponsored by Gates or Bloomberg, because I would bet you folks, if you looked into it, one of those two, if not both, had something to do with that. Um, at this international meeting, the consensus was still wait and see. Wait for more data and see if e-cigarettes actually work without promoting nicotine addiction. At this meeting, the data was also presented to show that younger e-cigarette users often use other tobacco products. Right now, the North Dakota legislature is considering whether e-cigarettes should be classified as tobacco products for the purposes of common sense regulation, particularly to prohibit the sale to those under the age of 18. Somebody should tell this stupid ass that had they only want to put in regulation that says you must be 18-year-old to purchase, most of us would be okay with that. It's all of their other bullshit that they add on to the end of it that causes the problem. But they like to gloss over that fact now, don't they? All right, back to this asshole's article. Tobacco companies and e-cig manufacturers want people to think that they only have, they only answer to a desperate situation. What? Whatever. But they have no significant data to make the claim that e-cigarettes help stop smoking. And e-cig manufacturers don't have any real data to show that they are safe. That is why they are not FDA approved. No, 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 dude. Again, you are so wrong. Whatever. Okay. I, I'm just going to keep reading because otherwise this guy's... I'm telling you. <sighs> As well, tobacco products like e-cigs have packaging that says things like not a safe alternative to cigarette smoking or not intended as a smoking cessation device. These are plainly visible on their own packaging, so it is disingenuous for anyone to say that they're an effective and accepted strategy. Well, isn't that just taking the letter of the law from the FDA and turning the son of a bitch to suit his own freaking needs? Bastard. <sighs> I guess he just doesn't understand the way the law works, does he? Apparently not. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay, there are many FDA-approved cessation products that actually have data for how well they work. Yeah, a whole 2%, which, by the way, is in the margin of error on the test itself, but okay, dude, whatever. As well as an established safety profile. 
Um, no, dude. Safety profile? Really? The FDA approved Chantix, you stupid ass. And guess what? It causes people to commit suicide. Yeah, that's a safety profile, asshole. In addition, North Dakota is one of the two states that fully funds tobacco prevention and cessation programs. ND Quits, a telephone and online counseling system that is free to North Dakotans, actually has scientific data to show that it works. It is known to be about 10 times better than trying to go cold turkey. Really? Okay. North Dakotans have been successful beating the urge to go back to their old habit and addiction to light up. Let's not go backward over some unproven product, some of which are actively promoted by tobacco companies. Oh, there we go. There we go. He had to get that one in there, didn't he? I ask e-cigarette and tobacco companies to bring us the data. Show us that e-cigarettes are not harmful and do not cause addiction. It would be great to have more ways to help people quit smoking. We'd love to have more tools in the toolbox, and I hope we do someday. But until tobacco and e-cig companies prove that e-cigarettes are the best safe alternative, I cannot recommend them. Now wait, he said best. Did he say best? It's not up to him to say what is best. I smoked two and a half packs of cigarettes a day when I made this switch over five years ago. Okay? This guy is taking anything he can. It is illegal for e-cigarette companies. We found this out in 2009. E-cigarette companies cannot say this product will help you quit smoking. We can't legally say that. We're not allowed. So we put on the packaging. This is not a smoking cessation product. And then this asshole comes out and says, well, what? Says right on their packaging. Well, it says that because that's what you fools in government have told us that we had to say. We do what you tell us, and then you bring it up that we said this? Yeah, we did, because you told us we had to. This is why when people are submitting their comments, make sure you tell them about yourself. My comment has in it that for 27 years, I was a smoker. For 27 years... I was sucking in carcinogens through the roof all day, every day. I damn near died from a blood clot in my right lung. January the 8th, 2010, I got my first e-cig and I have not smoked a cigarette since. That counts. That is not anecdotal at all. I am not an anecdote. These people must see us as data. This is our chance to prove that we are the data. Just because we're not in one of their fucking studies does not make our lives any less relevant than any other one out there. I'm telling you.
It does matter. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. I really, I needed, I needed some of my chamomile and spearmint tea and some nicotine to increase the dopamine production into my brain so that I didn't kick a hole in the fucking wall. Just saying. Sorry. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Kevin will edit out that song so that this recording doesn't get kicked off of iTunes. Sorry, Kev. Thanks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you know, we have to convince these people that we are real and we matter. And when I say convince them, yeah, we do. That's exactly, we have to convince them because obviously these people think that we're figments of someone's imagination because otherwise how could they with a clean conscience sit around and say that the data doesn't exist the data does exist it's us what is most difficult for me when I write comments and when I respond to articles is keeping my shit together because you all listen to the show. You know me. I get all kinds of pissed off. I just did. <laughs> this entire show has been a prime example of me on a rant. I get pissed. But when, but when I write the comments, I have to make sure that I am calm, cool, and collected. And that I have my shit together. If I come across is... If I come across as not is as hostile i'm not doing myself or anyone else any good i'm just not and i know this okay um one of the other oh i have somebody on the phone hi 337 who's this hey you know who this is hi blaine how are you um okay i'm doing pretty good well not good but good enough and by the way, I got hearing aids, so I know how bad my voice sounds, how raspy from smoking all those years. But anyway, I agree with you so much. It is all about the money. Mm-hmm. It is all about what doctors get for prescribing these drugs. I'm watching what they're doing to my parents, and it's killing me. But anyway, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. But when you get mad, remember, you can't fix stupid. We have to do this some kind of other way. But but I can, but I could try with a hammer and duct tape. (laughs) I love with a hammer. I love to, I'd love to put them in front of an alligator and let them go at it. Because down here, that's the way we handle that kind of stuff. That that man would not have made it because he'd been in the marsh, tied to a tree, and the alligators were eating, eating him. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was crazy. What that man was trying to say was just insane. And then the doctors, it's all about money. And it just, oh, I'm sorry, I'm as mad as you are. I know. But I had to call I had to call in. I'm sorry. 
Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> I like when people call in. Then I'm not sitting here screaming and yelling at the computer screen, you know. I mean, if somebody was to walk by my house, they would probably think I was an insane person because I'm sure... If my family can hear me downstairs, I'm sure that somebody walking by outside my house can hear me. And they're probably all they're going, what in the hell is wrong with her now? They're already scared of me in hospitals and everywhere I go because I already know what they're doing. And when you call them on, it's like, oh, shit. And I've been dealing with a lot of stuff lately with doctors. My dad was a. My dad was a World War II vet. They gave him cigarettes to calm down. Then he goes and smokes till three packs a day until he's 50 years old and decides to quit. And now, all of a sudden, he gets this thing called C. diff. It's caused by the doctors prescribing too much antibiotics. And it just knocked him down until it eventually collapsed his lung and gave him a heart attack. And I'm like, this is all FDA-approved crap. Not juicing, not doing healthy stuff. And it's just, you know, FDA is not for the people. It is for the pharmaceutical companies. It is for all these Money-making, money-grabbing, government, oh, never mind, I'll, I'll quit. <laughs> I, I know. I'll tell you what. I know. I know what you mean. I'm like, I love- this This whole show's going to come out like an anti-nanny episode, but it's all about vaping. So, yeah, um, and yeah, God love Jan. Jan has been, Jan has been such a wonderful influence on me. Um, I will, I will always adore oh. Jan for the fact that she made me look at the government and actually see it for what it is. Um. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna move to the Virgin Islands to where I could jump from England to 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 the American part back and forth. All I want. That's what I think I'm gonna do. Yep. But not now, because I got to take care of two parents that doctors are screwing up. Oh, speaking of parents, yeah. when I get off of this call with you, I'm gonna tell y'all a funny story about what happened in my life this week. Oh, okay. Well, keep cussing because I really need to get drunk. <laughs> okay, I will. I will keep cussing so you can get so I can cause your liver damage. Yeah, right. Actually, the doctors are telling me to drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blaine. I'm going to let you go now. Okay. Bye. 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 So. Okay, so as as a break from vaping, I have to tell you what what has been going on around here. Um, <laughs> so my husband and I had the opportunity to um, buy a home that we used to rent prior to buying this house. And it was a really good deal. So we jumped on it and we bought this house. Well... I am the type of person that I wouldn't, I won't rent something out unless I would live in it myself. So needless to say, this did not, what we thought was going to be simple cleaning and some fresh coats of paint and, you know, little simple stuff, ended up not being little simple stuff. Uh, My husband noticed that the tub surround was loose, 
So he took that out and was going to re-cement it and realized that there had been a water leak and that turned into, that turned out into ripping out the support for the tub surround and that turned into ripping out the, the back wall behind all that and installing new back wall and installing cement board and then, you know, and a whole new tub surround in there. And by the way, you got to level it all because this is this old ass ancient house and, we ended up pretty much gutting the bathroom. New vanity, new whatever, you know, new carpet in the hallway, new, you know, repairing drywall and da da da, da. Well, so we thought, okay, well, we, we'll have a month to get all this stuff done. Not a problem, right? Well, we put the sign up. We put the front sign up. Well, my husband was doing the work and within 12 hours we had like, we had three different people that wanted it and within two days we had six people that wanted it and everybody of course needed it now and lo and behold aren't the people that rented this house both vapors they come in and they're looking at the house and stuff and I pick up my Opus D and I'm vaping and the guy says oh man what mod is that And inside of my head finally went, that dude said mod. Holy shit. And lo and behold, they're both vapors. I did feel bad for the guy because he went out to move his car. And when he went to shut his car door, he dropped his mod. And it just happened to land in the door as he was shutting the door. And his Atlantis tank was destroyed. Um, So I feel bad about that. Um, So yeah, so we've, you know... My husband's got this rental property and the tenants are vapors and it's and it's great. So anyway, I did I did have to make sure to tell these people there was absolutely zero smoking allowed in the house. Yes, they could vape. Um I asked him if they subomed and besides the Atlantis and he said no. He said, But I do use RDAs, but all his builds are above and ohm. Um, so yeah, and I was anal retentive, asked him what kind of charger he was using, asked him if he was using a meter, asked him what batteries they were using. Yes, I was an asshole. Um, but you know, Hey, if these people are going to be charging batteries and shit in a house that I have to have fire insurance on, I want to make sure he knows what the hell he was doing. Okay. So, um, so we had that. Well, then Friday afternoon, my father in, let me tell you a little bit about my father. So you'll understand the whole context of this. My father will be 78 years old on the 10th of April. Okay, 78. Now, that is not really amazing to a lot of people. And they think, okay, so what? He's 78. Well, when my father was 19 years old, he was in the United States Navy. And he and some of his buddies were in a car accident on the base. And my father's back was broken in seven places, starting at mid-chest. My father's a paraplegic, has been a paraplegic since he was 19 years old. When he was paralyzed, the damn fool was given three days to live. Three days turned into three weeks, turned into three months, turned into three years. And here we are 58 years later and they have absolutely no medical reason why this man is still this side of the grass. Now, 
my father has never let being in a wheelchair stop him from doing anything he ever wanted to do. He uh, was a licensed gunsmith. My father was an avid fisher and an avid hunter. Um, my father has a special permit that he hunts out of his vehicle. So his leg, his truck is actually his legs. I mean, this is what he's done forever. Um, people used to ask me, is that crazy bastard in a wheelchair that drives through the woods, that's your dad? I'm like, um, yeah, that's my dad. But I don't drive like him. Well, Friday, I am in a Skype phone call with Upstop and my buddy Case and Raider Chick. I am having a Skype conversation that was kind of important with these three people. And this blue van pulls in my driveway. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And then I hear a horn blaring. I'm like, oh, Bernie, I think your grandfather's here. Go check. Now, you might think it's funny that I didn't know what my father's vehicle looked like. But I have to let you know that this is a new vehicle. Okay. Um, they got this vehicle in January. So, now, the reason they got the new vehicle in January is because last year, my father was involved in a car accident and wrecked the other one. And in the course of that accident, he broke his right leg at the bottom in two places and he broke his femur and he broke his hip. Um, because of his paralysis... Um, some of these fractures heal, some of them don't. So, yeah, so it was, a, it was a relatively new vehicle. So, you know, don't think that I just really don't pay attention. Um, I, I hadn't seen this vehicle before. So I go out and I said, dad, you're alone. He says, well, yeah, so what? Now, mind you, my father lives 20 miles from here. I said, dad, should you be driving by yourself? Well, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, you drove all the way over here alone. Are you okay to be driving that far? I'm fine. Okay. So now my father's all pissed at me because I'm fussing at him about driving this far by himself, which I just really don't think is a really good idea. And... Five hours later, I get the call from the emergency room. Because after my father left my house, not happy with me for fussing at him, he went to my sister's house. My sister wasn't home. And one of my nephews said, Grandpa, should you be all the way over here driving by yourself? So he's now not only pissed at me, he's pissed at his nephew. Well, after leaving my sister's house, he went home. Well, was on his he was on his way home. Yeah, he didn't go home. He was on his way home. And figured he would drive the van through the automatic car wash. He's still bitching about that costing him 12 bucks. And washed the van. And because he washed the van to try to make his wife happy because he took off by himself in the vehicle and was gone for hours and hours and hours. He took the long way home instead of the short way. The, the, these are his excuses. So I'm leading you up to this, okay? 
So he takes the long way home. And he is less than a mile from his house. And my father says, I don't know if I believe this or not. I lean towards not. But my father says, my father says that, now mind you, it's dark outside. Okay, folks, it was dark outside. Oh, well, crap. Well, are you back yet? Oh, damn it. And see, and this is funny. You guys got to be able to hear this. Okay, it says that it's reconnected. Are you reconnected? <laughs> it was not in the middle of the story yet. We haven't even begun in the middle of the story yet. You hear pecking? That's me typing. There we go. Okay, so I lost you at the car wash, right? Okay. So he washes the car, trying to make his wife happy, decides, well, now, shit, he can't take the shortcut home. He's going to take the long way. Now, and my father says, this is what my father says. I'm not saying that this is what I believe happened, but I'm just telling you this is what my father says happened. He's on his way home. It's in the, it's dark now. It's, it's pitch ass black outside now. And he is less than a mile from his house. Okay. Less than a mile from home. He says a woman, and he damn well knows it was a woman, was in his lane coming from the other direction. So he swerved to miss her. Well, let me tell you what that resulted in, folks. That resulted in my father taking a Chrysler minivan that had been modified for his wheelchair. Now, these modifications include the fact that the entire suspension drops down on this vehicle when he hits the button for his ramp. Okay? It's been reinforced for this hydraulic ramp that comes out. My father has really severe leg tremors. So his wheelchair now weighs like 300 pounds. 300 fucking pounds. I'm not kidding. This thing is massive. So that my dad can drive his wheelchair into his van. And his wheelchair drives right up behind the steering wheel. And it locks in with like a tractor trailer pin. Do you know how a tractor... Uh, tractor trailer and the and the trailers hooked together it's like that i mean so it 
It literally is snapped into this vehicle. So what happens is my father's Chrysler van rolled twice, landed on its roof, and slid far enough that where the front end clip smashed all to hell and the hood popped open and the windshield broke all along the top the 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 hood of the the van and the roof of his van and the roof of the van acted like snow shovels just scooping up mud and gravel and whatever else the hell else along the side of the road till it came to a stop so of course when EMS gets there my father is hanging upside down in midair because you know his wheelchair of course is clamped in by these pins and he's got a seat belt on and of course they have to cut it out and to get him out and they take him to the hospital only only my father would get discharged from the hospital that night after a wreck like that how he is not dead I will never know now you know everybody says a cat has nine lives no par par is correct in chat when par says the man has 99 lives par is correct it's 99 because we are so far past nine lives it's not even funny I looked at my father and said what in the hell you need you need to not drive anymore dad you seriously you need to not drive anymore how many vehicle how many wrecks have you been in dad how many wrecks in my lifetime have you been in I really can't take this shit anymore you're making me fucking great I can't do this my father God bless his soul says this is only number 19 and I looked at my father and I said that is a damn lie you have been in way more than 19 car accidents he said no that's how many I've totaled yes folks totaled my father has now totaled more vehicles than I will probably ever own in the span of my fucking life and that was what he considered humorous so of course I'm yelling at him I'm the only one that will yell at him. Everybody else just lets him yell at them. I yell back. The doctor comes in finally because they they have to get, because when they, when they do a scan on my father, um, they say, oh my God, we have all these spinal fractures. Well, guess what? A lot of them are old spinal fractures that have never healed and they're never going to heal. I mean, fuck, if they've been 58 years and not healed, what makes you think they're going to next week? So they have to 
get all of his old records from the VA hospital and they have from Hammett and you know and all these other places that he's been of course everybody has to compare everything to make sure that there's nothing new oh okay well considering these spinal fractures aren't new we guess he can go home the doctor did tell me that my father's head CT was fine and I said um no his his head he says so you know his head's fine he can go home I'm like um you talk to this man his head is not fine he said, well, there was no damage from the accident other than, you know, he's got this huge lump on the side of his head and these big gouge marks. And the man, the man did have the audacity to say, ow, when the doctor was super gluing the gash on the side of his head shut. He said, ow, he really did. I, I kid you not. The man said, ow, I could have slapped him. So. The doctor says, well, I guess we can let you go home. He said, well, that's good because I'm not staying here. And I said, um, hold up. There, there's a small problem with that. My dad said, you just shut up. I'm going home. I said, no, you just shut up. I said to the doctor, I said, how are we getting him home? And he said, well, you know, however you would normally transport him. I said, well, there's two problems with that. The first problem is he has this really fancy 300-pound wheelchair from the VA that the seat will raise him up so that he's six foot tall and the seat rotates so it'll lay him on his, on his back with his, with his weight off of his kidneys and such to keep so his kidneys function stays up and, and all of that. And he says, well, yeah, okay. I said, well, that wheelchair is what we need to keep his broken femur stable. And he, doctor says, okay. I said, well, and besides the chair, I said, they only have one vehicle that they can transport him in. And the doctor says, I failed to see the problem. I said, well, he just totaled that vehicle. And the fancy ass wheelchair, last we knew, was still suspended upside down in the vehicle that he just totaled. The doctor said, Oh, I see the problem. And now give me some credit, guys, because in my head and only in my head did I say, You fucking think. So now my father's really pissed at me. I'm going home. And he starts yelling at his wife. You call so-and-so and you call so-and-so and somebody's got to have a van and I'm not staying here and I'm going home. And I said, I said, I looked at his wife and I said, why don't you go out in the lobby and see if you can get a hold of somebody and stay out there for a minute if you want. And his wife is just looking at me like, oh, thank you. Because now he's yelling at her, and the only one to blame for any of this is him. He's got his wife calling my cousin to see if they know somebody that's got a handicap accessible van, and he's got another wheelchair at home he can use. And I said, Dad, the other wheelchair you've got at home would be just fine if you didn't have a broken leg. How are we supposed to get you up in a bed? 
because now you know i mean he's got all these fancy hoist and shit and whatever all in his house there's a there's a lift system in his bathroom and there's a lift system in next to his bed and blah 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 blah. the last thing we need for his poor panamanian bride to do is to take him home and try to get him into his hospital bed and have that broken femur punctural ephemeral artery and to have the dumbass bleed to death at home so yeah yeah he's still rather pissed at me (laughs) and I honestly don't think I care at this point I really don't he can just be pissed at me I don't care but I'm like you know nobody nobody ever told me everybody always told me kids were a pain in the ass that your children give you gray hair and you know the other day my friend Amy love you Amy 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 posted this thing that said that I didn't have gray hair it was just my glittering personality starting to leak out well I have to tell you my father causes more gray hair in me than all four of my children added together this man may drive me absolutely insane insane he i love him but he is a total pain in the ass so that was my funny story for the week um and you know, only in my world can my father rolled his vehicle twice and damn near got dead end up being a funny story. But yeah, so that's my funny story for the week. Oh, now I want to, I want to cover something that is, that is going to piss me off. Okay. Um, it's going to piss me off again. And if you guys want to call in, I, I urge you to call in and, and say what you think. Um, I won't yell at you too bad if you disagree with me on this. I won't, but it is my opinion. And it's my show. Yes, he did get home, Liz. Uh, the volunteer ambulance department um, went and got him and transported him home. Um, on Saturday, my husband and my son went over um, to the wrecking company who had gotten the van tipped back right side up and to the wrecking yard and they got my my father's fancy ass wheelchair and took it to his house. So he's he's got his chair. They don't have a van, of course, because this one's totaled. Um, by the way, oh, I did forget to tell you. My father did say at the hospital, you know, I think I'm going to have to call that van company because I don't think my airbag went off. So here's my father yet again. Let's play past the buck. There was some some woman, and he knows it was a woman, in his lane. That's what caused the accident. I don't believe that shit for a minute. And then, his bitches, he doesn't think his airbag went off. I can assure you, people, I can assure you, my husband took pictures. Every airbag in this thing went off. Every single one. Okay? So there's that. Alright, so. My favorite blogger. The favorite blogger, and I, and that was sarcasm, by the way. That was that was lots of sarcasm. 
The blogger is at it again. The asshole blogger is bringing up We Are Vapors yet again. I would think that he could move on to some more material by now. Apparently he can't. Um, there is an organization in California that's got some of the We Are Vapors footage. Yay! I'm glad somebody's got it. To me, finding out that somebody has been given the We Are Vapors footage is amazing. This is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Somebody has it. Maybe they'll use it. And it'll get something done with it. Yay! Great! But yet again, this guy is just trying to see if he can... And no, I'm not using his name. I don't plan on using his name. I think he's a useless piece of shit bottom feeder that is doing nothing but going after well-known names to try to get clickbait and increase the number of viewers on his blog. So if you haven't seen this blog, don't go look for it. Okay? Because this guy is just a bottom feeder in my opinion. He hangs around with really famous people. Whatever. The term vape famous needs to die. It really does. Because as far as vape famous goes, let me tell you guys a thing or two about vape famous. It's a useless term. Big fucking deal if you have 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. Who gives a shit? There's a cat that has way more than that. A cat. Vape famous doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. Your actions speak as loudly as your words do. Anybody that does one of these shows, whether it's mine or whether it's smoke-free radio or whether it's um, whether it's Flitzy doing his show over on Vape TV or whether it's BSP or whether it's my buddy JD Vor or whether it's Case and Orion and Upstomp and PD over in MRP all over on Quest. We're nothing. Really, we are. We are nothing. There are hundreds and thousands of vapors. This community is a small fraction of the amount of people that are actually vapors in the world. The only thing we are, we are a bunch of people that have a mixer and sometimes a webcam that do a show on the internet. It's the internet, people. Like I just said, there is a cat on YouTube that has more subscribers than all of us put together. I mean, you take you take you take really important people in vaping on YouTube. Take Phil, take Demi, take Basil Ray, take Todd. You add up all of these people, the cat still has more. Okay? The cat has more. So vape famous is a non thing to me. Alright? Phil Bissardo is somebody that I look forward to seeing every time I get someplace that he's going to be. I am so grateful that he gets to come out to the local meets that we have up in Buffalo. And I always have fun talking to my friend Phil. And that's all he is. That's Phil. That's my friend Phil. 
I really feel bad for this guy that now it's to the point that he walks into a meet and and he has to be Pete Basardo the entire time. And Phil, I said P. I did not say Pete. I said P. If you ever listen to this replay, I did not call you Pete. So, to try to, for for the asshole blogger to try to start a bunch of drama that does nothing but try to drag people to his blog for clickbait is ridiculous. It really is. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous to me. He takes pot shots at every one of the advocacy groups out there. And he has no idea what he's talking about. He wants to bitch about, and see and here this gets me, he wants to bitch about We Are Vapors, which we all know never came to be. We've hashed this out time and time again. Many times this has been brought up and discussed. And the the horse is dead. We don't need to beat it anymore because some bitch is dead. And it never came to be. And we're talking about a sum of money that was twenty or thirty thousand dollars. Which has been accounted for several times over. Okay? So it has been accounted for. It's not my fault if this guy's a dumbass and can't figure out where it was accounted for, but that's okay. When you know, when your main source of information is the affiliate marketer of China. I, I don't suspect you would have paid attention to the shows that were done here on Vapor's Place, um, answering questions about it. Um, my views on what should have been done with the footage um, aside, because I think there was a lot of good places that that footage could have gone to that would have helped a lot of people out. But that aside, this has been hashed out. This horse has been beat till it's dead. This guy, this fucking schmuck, and yeah, Dude, you're a fucking schmuck. Is screaming and yelling about something. He wasn't even a vapor when this happened. He has no idea what went down. All he has is hearsay and he obviously, obviously hasn't done the research to find out the information that he's saying that nobody ever asked. Dude. Shut the fuck up now, please. He made some comments on uh, when he was on Inside Vaping. He was uh, he was on an episode of Inside Vaping, and when he was on Inside Vaping, I had an absolute screaming shit fit. I called into After Hours and 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 poor Ed and Dagger and Dane, um, guys, I love you. Sorry, <laughs> I invaded their After Hours show. In a previous blog to this one, he had made a bunch of mentions about the advocacy groups out there and how um, they're all shit and nobody's accounting for their money and you people are donating money for no reason and blah, 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 blah. He was slinging mud on advocacy groups. Well, they ought to be doing this, and they ought to be doing, you know, and they're not doing this, and they're not doing that. Let me tell you. This is somebody 
that obviously doesn't have a clue what advocacy is, why these people are doing what they do, and what the point of it is. Because it is my personal opinion that if you're going to stand up and thump your chest and beat on a drum and scream for all the world to hear, his, what, you know, 5,000 people that read that trash blog he writes, these advocacy groups are bad. Okay. All right. He, he, it's well within his rights to have that opinion. It's well within my rights for me to have the opinion that unless he's got a better plan, he needs to shut the fuck up. He wants to blame people having a bad opinion of him. Because Vapor Joe's his friend. I don't give a shit who his friends are. I could give two shits if he's Vapor Joe's brother. Really. Could care less. What I do care about is you say really stupid shit. Really stupid shit. And then when people start pointing out that you're saying really stupid shit. Your response is, they don't like me because Vapor Joe's my friend. No, no dude, really. Has nothing to do with Vapor Joe being your friend. It just has to do with the fact that you're a dumbass. You're an absolute dumbass. Just shut up. If you can't be concerned with verifying the information that you're going to spew out of your mouth. Just shut up. This is the same guy that said the Indiana bill was dead. Um... Put it right out on his blog. The bill is dead. Wrong. It wasn't dead. They just rolled the two together. I wonder, you know... No, I really don't care enough to go look. I was going to say, I wonder I wonder if he went back... I wonder if he went back on his blog and said, Oh, I was wrong. It's not dead. They just combined them. But I guess I... I, I it's not worth my time or effort to find out because, oh, that's right. I think he's a dumbass. I guess what really floors me about the whole thing is that there are people out there that don't verify anything. You know, they're going to read it some, they'll read bad information somewhere, like dumbass's blog, and they won't cross-check it. They will take that information as fact. Now, let's take Kasa for example. If you see something on Kasa's webpage, kasa.org, 
Don't be confused with the CASA social group on Facebook, CASA.org. If you go to CASA.org and you look something up on CASA.org, guess what? There are several places that you can go and you can verify this information. So know who you're getting your information from. Make sure that the people that you're listening to and you're getting your information from, that that information can be verified somewhere else. Bad information does us more harm than good. That's all I got, guys. See you next week.